0: Lover, fighter, Giver, taker, hero, villain, soulmate, bitch, spouse, daughter, sister, coach, seductress, protector, chauffeur, chef, choreographer, playmate, maid, diva, martyr, negotiator, diplomat, nurse, cheerleader, hunter, gatherer, survivor, vixen, fixer, dreamer, faker, mind reader, partner, drill sergeant, entrepreneur, juggler, domestic engineer, goddess, witch, teacher, work warrior, geek, spy, dairy bar, mistress, referee, fashionista, dancer, femme fatale, peacemaker, nurturer, shrew, lioness, actress, champion, bodyguard, CEO, role model, BFF, competitor, advocate, manager, rescuer, sprinter, princess, saint, sinner, networker, homemaker, employee, slave, dictator, rebel, servant, healer. Politician, magician, and muse. Woo, do those adjectives describe you? Because I know as a mother, I wear many of those hats. I play many of those roles. And it's no wonder that sometimes you just got to let your hair down and come unraveled, which is why... I am a firm believer in a good old-fashioned pity party. It's Brooke, everyone. You're listening to the Naked Mom Pod. And today, I'm at my little girl cave in Santa Monica, and I'm giving all of you VIP access. I would normally say girls only, but guys, you might just learn a little something. It's girls night, and I've invited two of my girlfriends over. First, you're going to meet Stephanie Roca. She's a mother of three. She's my Malibu gal pal. Her youngest son, Legend, is actually my godson, so very special person in my life. And we've also invited our other girlfriend, Ruth, mother of two. And let me tell you, she's got a story to share. So one of the things I love about women getting together is sometimes somebody else's stuff just makes you feel a little bit better about your own. So don't underestimate the value of a pity party. Come on in. Before we get to the interview, I just want to take a moment to thank Skechers for supporting my Naked Mom podcast week after week, and I've got to tell you which shoes I'm totally in love with right now. They're the Skechers Delights. I love the colors. They are so fun and fashionable, and they even give you a little extra height. They've got a super roomy fit, and the memory foam is so good, you don't even notice that there's a little lift in there, so you've got to try a pair. I'm actually in Santa Monica. I'm at my condo, I'm at my girl cave. We all need one of those too. Don't underestimate escapism. And I am looking at my Malibu BFF, Stephanie Roca and our other girlfriend, Ruth. And we came together today to just sort of bring to life the necessity that we all have and and the value of uh, a good pity party and an event and uh, an opportunity to sort of, um, dissect and unleash and just kind of let it all out. We need that, don't we? Yes. Yes, (laughs)
1: definitely.
0: (laughs) So welcome to our pity party. I never underestimate the value of girl time and, um, women and sort of that unspoken language that we speak and only women understand. Do you agree? Absolutely (laughs) (laughs) This is a very public pity party See normally I've never seen my girlfriend This quiet in my life Because normally It's like a vault Like that's one of the the, the, the prerequisites is that You gotta have girlfriends That like put it in the vault And now we're like public For the whole world to see I've never seen you so quiet Stephanie I know
1: I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what I would like to reveal. <laughs> and you how better much be you careful. careful. I know, right?
0: So you might recognize Stephanie if you guys have seen the. <laughs> don't, look, we're already giggling, and I haven't even You're said it boarding. yet. If you've seen the National Poise commercials uh-huh. that are running like crazy, the girl on the paddleboard, or the other girl that's sitting down talking about
1: LBL, can we just break it down for them, Stephanie? I'm the one who talks about the three sizes. <laughs> I'm actually the one who has to hold the (laughs) product. I've also been holding the product for about a year in both commercials. Okay. Let me
0: give them a little background real quick because a couple of years ago, I partnered up with poise and I started this national campaign talking about LBL, which I know everybody who's listening knows what, I'm talking about, but if you don't, one out of three will, one out of three women experience light bladder leakage, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with um, childbirth. It's not necessarily related to age, although it's it's, it's more common, um, and it's a problem that women used to be embarrassed to talk about, and women were doing nothing about, or they were using the wrong products, or using no products, or. Rolling up toilet paper when they're working out, like Stephanie, and I know she won't mind because not at all. I don't mind at all. Used to be my girlfriend in the back of Booty Burn with the black tights on, going, "Okay, I just um, peed. My tights are wet, so I'll be right back." I'm going to the bathroom. Like, don't try to get out of abs. Like we're uncomfortable. Yeah. But anyway, we, we brought the conversation to the surface, and I think we opened up a really super important dialogue. The reason I'm saying it, I'm not doing a commercial right now, you guys. <laughs> I'm saying it because if you want to know who Stephanie is and you want to have a face to the name, she's the one starring in the commercial. In fact, more so than me. <laughs> Can we just bitch about that? <laughs> Oh my gosh. It really did
1: open up a, a dialogue though. And I have so many people, people that I've- And
0: a fan base. Fan Not a base, great one.
1: Gotten some serious private messages on Facebook from many old boyfriends. What's the emoji though? <laughs> about- Oh, so I've had many old boyfriends on Facebook private message me and say, I like your tampon commercial
0: with an- with, with the, the little crying aisle. emoji oh, yeah. or nice with, commercial crying emoji. With the water squirting out of the Yes, it's, it's not, not a tampon. A tampon it's
1: not. It's called Impressa. <laughs> it's completely different. doesn't absorb anything, but it's purely anatomical and it does what it needs to do. And we could have a whole pity
0: party. Just yeah, about we could this. talk. But here's the thing. Yes. It's life. And once you figure it out, and then I'm going to stop talking about LBL. Once you figure it out, boys has a whole boatload of products. You figure out the right product and it's a non-issue. And my girlfriend Ruth now is looking at me because you had a pretty horrific... Yes. Biological, yeah. We, so I, condition. I, well. yes. so
2: I, I skipped all the products and I went straight to <laughs> <the> surgery. <laughs> I went straight to surgery. Um, after having two kids vaginally, um, I had a bladder sling and I think I was 40 years old when I did that. Can you describe what a bladder sling is? So basically, they go in vaginally and they kind of lift up the bladder because it kind of drops when you have your babies and stuff. So you thought you needed that surgery, Stephanie, right? I did. Right?
1: I did think I needed it right after my third child. And I did go in for a consultation. And the thing with me was that the doctor had said, "You, you don't really need it, but you don't really not. But if you can avoid it, yeah. Avoid it. Because who wants surgery? Especially did you know children. you needed children. the surgery
2: risk? Yours might have been... Was well, it, so mine was yeah. a little bit after. I think it was three years after. Okay, yeah, no, I know. I went in my last very early. Yeah, when then. you go in early, they want you to wait a little bit to see yes. if anything regains back to normal. Um, I went... Uh, three or four years after my last oh, child. Oh, suffering? Um, no, I just decided to go in then and have it done because I realized like when I'm jumping on a trampoline yeah. or running with the kids Were on you the missing beach, life
0: moments? Like w- w- were you concerned or embarrassed or did you have like stress or shame about the no. fact that you might sneeze or
2: laugh or- you know, no, it was. I I made it like just part of my daily routine every time I went to the gym. I would wear a tampon because so it, it was, helps. it
1: definitely affected your yeah, life. Yeah, it affected, though. Yeah. but I, I mean, if you're putting in a dry tampon, yeah, it's affecting <laughs> your not, life when you're, when you're not, not on, on your, your, your pe- menstrual yes, cycle. Then, exactly, so that you won't leak. By the way, it's major.
0: Um, and then we're gonna switch subjects. <laughs> you know how much I like <laughs> because this topic, bro. I, I know, I know, <laughs> but I do want to say. If you do have LBL, or if you're experiencing that, find the right product because tampons are for menstrual cycles; yes. <laughs> they are not for LBL. No. David no. Hart is looking at me right now, going, "Can we please move on from <laughs> like, like light bladder leakage?" Um, there, there, there are options out there. I don't think and that was available though. When I maybe it wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. It's a pretty
1: new product. Yeah. And I think there's
0: a lot of women who just miss moments and have some shame and have some fear and aren't doing a lot of the fun life activities and are like crossing their legs when they're laughing or sneezing or just, you know, are embarrassed about, you know, what might be going on. And so we brought this conversation to the forefront and shed some light on a really important topic. And Um, I think not one out of three women are really happy that we humiliated ourselves from them, Stephanie. To be honest with you, though, I made (laughs) it into
1: humor because it was embarrassing. I'm going to be honest now about it. We laugh about this a lot. But I would make it kind of a funny thing during our booty burn class because I was embarrassed. Do you guys ever see when I'm posting
0: on social media
1: the three water drops that you think are sweat?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they kind of are sweat, but they're also for LBL. Okay, back to us. Back to the pity party. (laughs) <laughs> well, first of all, let's talk about the guest list because I think – by the way, we should register this. Don't you think like a pity party is worthy of like registering yes. that so that, you know, we know exactly what we need and what we're in for? But I, I feel like you need you need confidence and you need um, – for sure need the vault and you need that nurturing woman that's going to allow you to just whine. And there, there's – I don't want to – how should I say this? I don't want to promote victimhood in women. I don't think it's about that. Yeah, but I don't I, think that's what we're doing. I think there's a, something necessary about whining. Yes. Women love to complain and women love to whine. And when you're feeling vulnerable or you're feeling childlike, like we encourage our children to like whine and, and, and let it out. Shouldn't we be able to do that as women? Absolutely. Yes. In a safe haven way, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I know that I could pick up the phone at 2 a.m., 2 p.m., whatever, And be down and out and you would lend me your gentle ear and I could just complain until I was blue in the face and you would just kind of hear me and I'd feel
1: better at the end of our conversation. Right. And also I think with no judgment as far as like saying, oh, well, you know, it's all relative to what you're going through at the time. Obviously there's people who are going through something 50,000 times worse than we are. Always, But that doesn't matter. It's all relative. I have so many women friends who call me and, you know, com- complain or say, oh, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. But it's nothing compared to, you know, so-and-so or it's nothing. What if I didn't have food on the table? What if I didn't have, you know, what if my children were sick or something or I like that turn on and, the morning news? But and- every time <laughs> I listen, say, you yeah. know what, it's all relative yeah. and you can't just sit and be like, my life is perfect all the time. Cause it's better than somebody else's. That's not how it works in this life. And it's don't you not- think that
0: when you're in it, You don't have that perspective. Like sometimes you don't even know you're in it when you're in it. Yes. But like your problems and your issues and your struggles, whether it's marriage or kids or work or your girlfriend just betrayed you or whatever it is, when you're in it, it feels monumental.
1: Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. And it's all, again, it's all relative to what you're used to and your life and everything going on in your life. I mean- you can't always say, oh, I I feel bad complaining about this. Don't I feel think bad. I is really good. I think it's toxic to hold
0: stuff in. Yes. And sometimes, especially as mothers, so we're all mothers. Ruth has two kids. Stephanie has three kids. One of them is my godson. I have like 20. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel like... Any more than three is 20. I know, I know. <laughs> it feels like... That. I feel like we put our game face on and we don't always get to process as women. And that's why I think a pity party and girl time is so important because we don't always get to show it at home. And any way you slice it, like you can't expect your husband to, I don't want to say tolerate it, but to take it in and to process it and understand it because they don't speak the same language that we speak. Like I'm not going to vent with my husband about certain things that I'm going to complain to you about.
1: No. And here's the other thing. So men are problem solvers. So anytime you say to your husband, this is what's going on. He wants to give you a solution. Yeah. You just want- We don't want solutions. You just want a bitch.
2: You just want to be like, this not is what's going moment. on. And they're like, let's solve it. And you're like, forget it. Yeah. I'm You just bro. want an ear like, <laughs> yes. to talk, but they think that you're yelling or complaining or yes. not happy.
0: Right. Or they're totally distracted. Like we were just talking about this. So my husband <laughs> has this addiction to this video game called 20. And I'm not knocking it because I was once addicted as well, but I was addicted for like a month. And then I accomplished the- the goal. And then I gave You're it like, up, I won. As did the rest of our friends. So my husband, he's going to kill me for Go this David one, is still playing this game. And I know when he's playing the game because of the position that he holds his iPhone in and he uses his pointer to play the game. <laughs> so sometimes I'll be like, and I know I'm bitching and I need to stop this, which now he's going to hold me accountable. And I'm really going to work on stopping this. But I'll be like, <laughs> are you playing the 20 again? And I'll be like, no, no. And he tries to like switch the finger position to the thumb. So it looks like he's answering emails and it drives yeah. me nuts. Like it drives me crazy. Like, are there things that your husband does that just drives you absolutely mad? Oh no, never. No, my husband's never. perfect. He is pretty perfect. <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, your husband's pretty great. No.
1: Yes, a million. It's things. funny because when
0: Stephanie and I get together to bitch, I'm like, that doesn't really seem that bad, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> After she's done bitching. Yeah. Vice versa. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, David's perfect. What Unless do you, you mean? live with him. <laughs> well, right. But it's always like that. Oh my gosh. And the kids too. Anytime I ever have an issue and think like, oh, this is really bothering me with the kids. And then in my mind, you have that guilty thing, which you do saying, oh, I'm so lucky I have kids or I'm so lucky the kids are, you know, healthier. I'm so, especially me with everything that's happening with my youngest. I'm like, oh, I can't complain at all. I can't complain. I have no help. I can't complain. He's with me all the time or he's in the terrible threes or whatever because he could have not been here. You can't do that So now people are wondering
0: what that was. So let's just let him in a little bit. So Stephanie has a son named Legend who's my godson and I'll let her tell you the story. But it's... um. Uh, I mean, this might take the cake for any pity party, but there is a happy ending.
1: Yes. So my son, Legend, was born um, at full term. Actually, Brooke was in the room. She helped deliver him along with my husband and my mom. And when he was born, he was fine for about, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. 15 minutes. And I mean like
0: perfect pregnancy, perfect Perfectly delivery. Perfectly fine, like perfect delivery term.
1: And they said that he had was having some trouble breathing. As I'm looking over at Brooke, I am like, is he fine? Is he fine? Brooke was like, he's fine. He's fine. He just, I had a very easy labor. So they thought, well, you know, sometimes when babies come out so fast, they just have a little bit of, you know, trouble breathing. They took him up to the NICU to give him a quick bath and cut to two hours later. My husband comes down with my mother-in-law, um, and looking like they had just been crying for two hours. And my mother-in-law had said, um, I said, where's legend? And they said, she said, he's work. they're working on him. And then looked at me kind of like, I said, they're working on him. And she said, Oh no, 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 they're, he's up there. You know, like a
0: loss for words when you don't know what to tell the mother that just delivered this perfect baby who now is gone and who's going through some trauma.
1: Yes. So my husband comes down with um, a social worker and the head of the NICU and my OB all to talk to me. And they just basically said, it's very bad. Uh, He has about a 60% chance to live. And he was born with something that was undetected in utero, which rarely happens, but it did called a a congenital diaphragmatic hernia. So when legend was born, he had a large hole in his diaphragm. He had one lung. His heart was on the wrong side of his body and all of his intestines were in his chest covering his lungs. He had severe pulmonary hypertension. Um, His testicles were stuck in his abdomen and he was on life support. And Mm. that's how I met him.
0: And she didn't know what that entailed and whether he was going to make it. And it was day by day. And yes. then it was week by week. And then it was surgery by surgery. Yes. And it went from this sort of perfect dream to, um, you know, I don't even want to say overnight, a five-minute sort of life change for your whole family.
1: Yes. But we were at Cedars, mm-hmm. which is, by the grace of God, we had the best surgeon Um in the nation that had done more of these surgeries than anyone, which was still only about 250 surgeries. This is a very rare congenital disorder that accounts for about one in every 4,500 live births. Many of these babies don't make it. Many of them pass away in utero. Mm -hmm. We were very, very lucky. We had the power of prayer, tens of thousands Mm -hmm. of prayers. And by the grace of God, he's perfect. Yeah, no. he is. Driving, and, but I but rolling. I want to
0: let people in on the fact too that I remember when you brought Legend home, and uh, you know Stephanie and Ryan in their forties, having two children, you know, expected this you know new challenging the challenge of a new baby coming into their life, but had no way of anticipating the fact that you couldn't leave the house, nope. nobody could come into the house, For Legend couldn't leave your side because we couldn't expose him to any germs. So you spent a year of your life at home with you know, legend by your side. Yes, yes. Like
1: you had like no to life the for point a year. Where we would literally, when he was like, <laughs> like I couldn't one, even come over because I
0: don't get no. flu shots.
1: When, we, when he was one, we would come out with him and people would be like, who's baby? <laughs> you yeah, have a baby? Exactly. You basically like, disappeared for a year. Yes, for a year. Yeah. And our family was divided. So if Harlow, my daughter, had a dance thing or if Kane, my middle son, had- a, a you know sports thing. One of us stayed home with the baby, and one of us went. Mm-hmm. So not our family was not together at a restaurant in public, at a farmer's market, at a birthday party, all together. We were not together mm-hmm. for one year.
0: Traumatic experience, super happy happy ending. I mean, he is just an absolute miracle. His name was Legend before all of this happened, by the way. But the point that we were making, and I didn't expect you to even open up and tell that story. So thank you for sharing that with all of us. Is that You know, it's easy sometimes to sort of look at the big picture when you're sensible enough to talk yourself out of um, a pity party and depression. But there's also value in just sort of being in whatever it is that's bringing you pain. Yes. And the willingness to kind of sit in it and deal with it. And then in some way to find support from your girlfriends and to find some humor and to be able to sort of laugh in the moments of stuff that could keep you crying. Right. Right. Um, which is why we're drinking a bottle of wine right now. <laughs> and we planned on laughing and bringing humor to this and complaining a lot. And then this very real, like, serious story, which trumps all, yes. um, unexpectedly um, came up. But it's a big part of your life, so I fully get that. But, you know, as you, as you started to, you know, walk back into the normalities of raising three children, um, you know, Stephanie and I get together sometimes. <laughs> and we just, we just can't believe how hard just normal motherhood is. Forget yes. about that. Let's like backseat that for a moment. Yes. Just from the grind and from being a competent parent and from being involved and for wanting the best for our kids. And you know, like you're a stay-at-home mom. I'm a working mom. Right. I think your job and is and way Ruth harder is than my job. Mom. And, and Ruth is now a single mom. Right? Yes. Like <laughs> not by choice, but no. yes. <laughs> so What happened to you, Ruth?
2: Um, So I was married 12 years, and my um, husband had um, first had an affair with his secretary. Um, That's awesome. uh, Yeah, it was awesome. Um, You know, this was a gal that worked at the company, and we had her at our home, and she was a single mom uh, before that. And so we always had her at our house and family functions and things to kind of include her. And lo and behold, you know, she was sleeping with my husband. Um, my kids were both very young at the time, so um, I we got separated. Um, we ended up getting back together. My kids were young, and I, honestly, from my heart, uh, I did it for my kids. If I did not have kids in the picture, it would have been a clean wash, bye-bye, see you later, done and gone. I um, would have never— thought that in me, I would give someone a chance after deceiving me and having something like that happen. So how how did Um, you process that as a
0: woman separate from being a mother? And were you able to differentiate the two
2: roles? You know, it was really hard because um, I gave up my career to have my kids and this kind of scared me. And what were you doing at the time? Um, I was at home with the kids at this time. What, and what was your I, career oh, before you became I'm in a medical letter? sales, so I have a really Great. amazing career. I'm very fortunate. Um, I'm in surgery with physicians. I train them during surgery, tell them where to place the devices and whatnot during the case, and I'm reading scans and whatnot during the surgery. So I left that, and that was hard for me, not that I ever had postpartum or anything, but going from, you know, a superstar of— winning awards and president's club and doing all of that. And then all of a sudden raising children, which is an amazing blessing. And I'm very blessed and fortunate to have my kids and they're healthy. Um, but to give all of that up to raise kids and then to have this situation come in and knock you at your knees Mm. is not easy. And did you feel like you were losing your sense of self? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, um, it, you know, so I at the time, I saw for the first time in my life a therapist, and she said, you know, um, Ruth, there's different types of people out there, and this gentleman is definitely made from a different cloth than you. Mm-hmm. And that made me think. And she also said, you need to find that person that's on your shoulder saying, you need to get your ass up and get back to your career and get be who you are don't change because you're, you've had children and whatnot. You can still do it all. So did you have that strong woman
0: in your life that was able to help you just rediscover your fight and to kind of get you out of the, oh, poor me phase into let me fight for who I am and try to slowly bring my life back together again?
2: Yes. And I'm happy I did. So soon after that, I got back into my career and I had probably six years off. How Um, old were the kids at the time? So my daughter is 14 now. So she was probably, oh God, eight or nine, Mm -hmm. maybe 10. Poor baby. Um, Yeah. And my son, maybe even a little bit younger. Um, And so they're three years apart. My son's 10 and my daughter's 14. So I got back into my career. And I think my mom and dad, uh, you know, my dad's always been kind of a mentor. My parents have been married 50 years. They're celebrating 50 years this year. I come from a very strong family background. Which makes it even harder in 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 an interesting way when you go through something like that. It does because they don't quite get it, (laughs) but they're very supportive Um, So I got back to work and things seemed to be going fine, Um, strolling along. You know, I never really, I guess if you can say, I never really respected my husband again after that. You know, after you go through something like that, you try and put it on the back burner, but you never really respect them again. So um, you know, totally we got through that. a new, a, a few years more of marriage. Uh, we got back together, and, and were then, you punishing him during those years? Not really. Not I tried but to I get mean, over it, and just you know, there were the things thing that, that, that got had, brought had to up and gone though. Yes, yeah. And you know, I kind of felt like you know, well, since this happened, I'm my own person. If I want to act a certain way, you know, I'm, you know. I'm going to go ahead and do what I want to do. You know, you kind of get that little attitude. And so especially since I went back to work, I kind of felt like I got my mojo back and I was kind of back in my game, thank God, because a few years later, I caught my husband with our neighbor, which was a friend of mine. And so now um, I'm four years out of my marriage. I'm divorced i um, raising okay, wait, my kids well. on my own. <laughs> wait, hold it, Jones. So <laughs> like hold on. Have to hold on. Let, do you need another rewind. glass of wine? Okay, I'm filling up. okay hold on. So, we need to open more okay, wine. Okay, so yes. yes.
1: Yeah,
0: the wine's coming. So two years later, your neighbor, who was,
2: I would say, uh, three years or so later, yes. a friend, Mm-hmm. Family, friends, we all travel together. Um, our kids are around the same age and the same schools and whatnot. I mean, yes. Brooke,
1: basically you and Ryan or me and David. Yeah,
2: basically. exactly.
1: And basically no, you and I need Ryan to like would be shut really up excited. and stop complaining. Ryan would be really excited. That would be <laughs> like <laughs> his dream since he was 20, but sorry, Ryan. stop it. it. Wait, actually,
2: wait, it, but is it, it, is I, it, it wasn't not close as close as like Not as close. I mean, you're a yes. child. God I know, but mother, isn't that but,
1: worse? Because it's like the double whammy.
0: It's like, it's like the double, it's your friend it's the betrayal, it's your husband, it's your— I mean, all the way around, you lose faith, I would think, in society in general.
2: Yes. My mom calls it Peyton's place where I live. Yes, and a lot of taboos broken.
0: (laughs) You know, a lot of— Yeah. Uh, The trust is, like, shattered on all levels. Yes.
2: You know, it (gasps) takes a strong person, and, you know, I thank God every day, and I'm not a religious person at all. Maybe I should be, but I'm not— I think, you know, I'm very thankful because now looking back, I look at my life and I'm like, thank you for what you've done to me as far as my ex and this gal, because they have saved me from a situation that would have probably gotten worse anyway with what was happening down the road with his behavior and things that were going on. I'm not saying I'm perfect in my marriage, and maybe I was a bitch, and maybe I complained about things. Nobody's perfect. So there's always two sides to the story. But if It promoted you're, change
0: for you. It promoted
2: change for me. I've become a better person. I'm thankful to be out of that situation. I'm completely independent. I'm blessed for that. I take care of my kids on my own. I get no alimony or support. He's self-employed. So you know how that story how, goes here in California. It's fantastic. Yes, um, it's... Uh, <coughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in a way, I, I, there's so many women out there that I I feel like I want to reach out to and help, you know, women that are not as fortunate as me to have the career that I have so that I can take care of my kids on my own and provide for them and still do the same stuff I was doing. We travel, we go on vacations. They don't miss out on anything. And you're... Running the whole show. I'm running the whole show. So so let
0: me ask you this because, I I mean, I think it's it's so profound to hear your point of view now today and to be able to find your lessons in those challenging moments and to be able to find the the learning opportunities in a horrific, let's not downplay it, like a horrific situation. Mm -hmm. How long did it take you before you could see with those eyes?
2: I mean, so… The first time around, you know, years ago, I was pretty much in fetal position thinking, holy shit, you know, my life is. Okay, now you know. we get human. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm hearing yes. your story but, going. Uh, yeah. You wait, weighed like hundred like, pounds. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. I lost. So yes. let's get real. So, so like gosh, twice was, this, has happened. this yes. has happened. So I think the first time around you kind of go, it's, it's I, I, I compare it to a death. You know, it, it would almost be better if it was a death because you bury a person yeah. and you freaking get closure yeah. and you're on your you're oh, on you, your closure. way. Yeah. You yeah. bury them, close the casket, and you're on your fucking way. Yeah. Faith, <laughs> so, faith, whatever you believe in. Yeah. So this is a little bit different because I have to see this person every day, which is fine now. Um it's very hurtful. Um, It's heart-wrenching. You know, you, you, you have a family with someone, you have children with someone that's in the room while you're giving birth to your kids. So it's a very hurtful process. Um, I lost tons of weight. Um, I'm like, what, five, eight. I think I weighed 110 pounds. I weighed, I I wore like a size 24, 25 jean. Actually, I'd like to get in that again. (laughs) <laughs>
1: like, Stephanie oh are I are looking at each other, going. I was like, oh, twenty yes. no, no, <laughs> <terrible. laughs> <Yeah>, four. that's terrible. That's <laughs> terrible. I'm just, just kidding. Some, sometimes divorce, kidding. divorce looks gonna be. Well, I'm totally, we, exactly. We're totally I said, kidding. I said, as I as your face retains the fat. This
0: yeah. is where. Yeah, but if you, you could keep it in our face and, yes. and not on that, I where would the, love this, that. This is where yes. the value of humor and the pity party right. comes in. Because we're looking at each other, going, oh five eight, one two three four. We're like, wow, yeah. When I went through a divorce, I was really skinny too. I'll see Stephanie. I'll go ahead. and You look really skinny. She's like, thank
2: you. I know. I love. Totally kidding, but at this age, I terrible. like to be skinny, but it's like, then my neck hangs yes. and you've got this they extra skin. They say at our age, you whatever. have to
1: choose between your face and your ass. Yeah. What are you choosing? Well, I mean, after the, <laughs> after, the, the after the laser. David Hart, my producer over there giggling, th- by the way. that left me inside for three weeks, yeah. I've chosen my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm.
0: <laughs> like, Please both. I don't have that choice. It won't go into my face. I'm choosing the <laughs> ass. But
2: anyway, go back to you. Um. So, okay, so it took you— It, it takes time. So it's I, I look at it as like a, a death. So you go through that grieving process where you're sad, you're, you're kind of you're not mourning, sir, you're the mourning. The old relationship then that you Then you're angry, then you're, you know. So okay. you, I went through it once, hardcore. Yeah. The second time around, I will tell you one of my best friends came to my house with a bottle of wine and said, we're getting you off the couch here's some moving boxes. I've got tape and a bottle of wine, and we're going to drink. We're going to get that shit out of those drawers, and we're going to call Goodwill, and his shit's going to be on the driveway, and the Goodwill's coming at 12 the next day. Thank God for her. I remember that. God bless her. Yes. Oh, my
0: God. Yes. College friend. By the way, show up for your friends when yes. the shit yes. is hitting the fan. Yes. Show up. Because sometimes, you know, even in this space of what we're dissecting today, it's nice to have that compassionate friend. It's nice to have that one that will just listen. It's nice to have that one that loves you and knows all your shit and loves you anyway. But sometimes you need that strong friend that calls you on it, mm-hmm. that's strong enough to sort of take a chance and be like, hey, not yep. okay. <laughs> right. And, 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 and there are times when you need somebody to like put you under their wing and just take care of you and help you. Yes. yes. Right. It, and so the this family girl,
2: support. Amazing. Yes. So family and friends, and I have a bunch of good friends that have helped me and several that have been in a very similar situation yes. to me. um so we you box all them up like together. to the left, to the left. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I yep. didn't even give them, it all went. Nope. That was it. Nice. So, and goodwill, you know, whatever. So. Um, you know, so I think the second time around, it's still very hurtful. Like you said, you know, you've got a friend that's deceived you, your husband that's deceived you. Um, there are always two sides to every story in every marriage. I'm not being the martyr over here. I'm not saying my, I'm perfect. Um, but if you're going to have an affair, freaking step up to the plate say I'm not happy in my marriage, get out, grow thing. some balls, yeah, and bring it out. Yeah, don't totally. do that shit behind to- my back. Totally
0: get that. And,
2: you know, grow some balls and let's bring it to the table. Yeah. We could have divorced on a clean slate. I could have been friends with him. We could have had, you know, it's very hard around my kids. I try and, you know, be nice and 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 show, you know, be the upper hand. Um and now that it's been 4 years I'm just over it. Mm. I'm happy. I'm like I'm so done. He's it, it, he's it's a blessing that this this whole situation is out of my life. I deserve far better and I'm you. just, you know, done. And I hope other women not that I'm a big women's liber or anything like that either, but I feel bad for women that don't have the careers to fall back on and that you know, go to court and go through divorce and have to move back home with their parents or they don't, you know, their exes hide monies or they, whatever the case may be, it's just very hard out there for for women in those situations. Or
0: what about women who just believe that, and that, this isn't male-female, by the way, that just believe that people cheat and there's a level of acceptance and they don't... um to find a need that's greater or maybe don't have faith in monogamy or just don't consider anything different than what's going on in their own relationship. Because we have a friend who will remain anonymous, Stephanie and I, who just went through a horrific, situation. Um, Same thing. Cheated one time, <laughs> took them back. There's kids. I, I I get it. All the reasons to fight for keeping a marriage together. I was in a, a bad marriage the first time around as well with two kids. So, you know, you try to grow up. You try to do the right thing. I made my mistakes. I wasn't a great wife. In fact, I was a lousy wife. Now I'm a really good wife. <laughs> I'm a really good wife. Only because I know what it's like to be a shitty, shitty wife. wife so, yeah. And you I agree learn. with you. It's cowardly. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. cowardly to not be monogamous and, 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 and to cheat because you don't have the balls to step up and go, you know what, I need more and I'm willing to risk everything to get what I need and what you need. I'm willing to honor me and honor you.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But we have a friend who just went through something similar and took him back and then it happened again. And this woman is freaking devastated. In fact, I couldn't even invite her here because she's not ready yet and it's so painful and it's so bad. And, And I wonder, you know, when that voice shows up inside of you or is it your... You know, your girlfriend or your therapist or your mom or your dad or, you know, what what happens when there's that, that moment and that mm-hmm. transition where you start to realize that everything is going to be okay and that change as hard as it may be is sometimes necessary and sometimes out of your control and sometimes inevitable. Like, it sounds like you stepped up. It sounds like you got some really good therapy. You had a great support system. Mm-hmm. You had a really amazing girlfriend. I'd love to meet her. Let's meet her and bring
2: her on the show. Yes. And you were able to... Pull it together, yeah and walk through a door. And everybody has their own time, their own timing to say, okay, I'm done and I'm ready to move on. You can't really, even with your friends going through things, there's no time frame on there. You know, you have to let them go through that. And I have several amazing friends that we kind of support each other through that. You know, some make judgments and things which are good probably to kind of ground us and others just stay neutral on, um, you know, certain certain topics and things that we all bring up. But we travel together. We kind of support each other. Amazing. Um, And my mom and dad have been fabulous. Um, And my kids are just amazing. So I always, my heart goes out to them. Mm -hmm. I'm a big girl. I can, you know, handle my You sound like a really strong woman. Well, I mean, it is—I mean, last night, I you know, you get home from work. I work like 18 hours a day. I'm in surgery. I'm running around. You have to have game on and Game be face. More pain on game face. Kids
0: are home. Don't get to process yes. it as a woman or as a mom. Yes. Just got to pull it together, go through the motions, and act like everything's okay. Yeah. So did you have a
2: rough night last night? Yeah. You know, you go home. I go home, and half the week, I don't have my kids. I eat by myself. You know, Ugh. you do your thing. Cereal. And uh, tell me you're not me eating that, cereal. Oh, I did heart. eat cereal. That,
1: for me— and Ruth and I have talked about this before, you almost feel like, I mean, this might be completely politically incorrect, but I don't care. Um, like I birthed these children. These children lived inside me. Like mm-hmm. they're mine. Yeah. You know when you think about and then them, you have to you share, have them share them and give them, them. up. Yeah. Yes. So so the I the went through part. that too. You did. That's Where, where the I had part.
0: I even had a family bed. I mean, I wore my daughter for five years. I mean, Naraya and I. She traveled the world with me when I was hosting Wild on. She had forty stamps on her passport by the time she was two. And all of a sudden, at age five, when I'm leaving her dad, I suddenly had to like share my baby like 50 and I don't say that I shouldn't share because he's her father and he's a decent man and he was worthy and I was trying to grow up and try to do the right thing and that's like a whole nother conversation but I had to separate from my daughter because I was separating from her father and that was the darkest hardest saddest most you know difficult part of the reality and and the destruction
2: of breaking up a family it is. That's the hardest part, really. Oof. That's that's the hardest. Um, and then to throw another woman in the mix who you have oh. no respect for. So did you have to see this? Like, so what? Then what happened? So this was the neighbor. This was a friend. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Divor- you, so your marriage is over. Yes. You're picking up the pieces. You're rebuilding. You amazing. By
2: the way, I give you so much credit for that. And then was it, did this woman stay in the picture? Oh yes. Ah. Yes. So um, and that's you know it is what it is. My kids are old enough to know her game. And so, um, they understand, the kids accept her? um, they don't have much of a choice. So that's the other unfortunate piece where, well, you know, you're a kids, certain age, well, do. when they get a little bit older, when they get a little bit older, yes, they will have a choice, but, um, at, a, until a certain age, they, you know, and again, I, their dad's great. Um, he's a good father to the kids. Um, you know, you talk he's about not that great. Well, exactly. <laughs> you, 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 I'm just gonna
0: keep it real for you right and now. I, and I don't he, know what the situation was. I know there are two sides to every story. But one time, okay, two times. First of all, thank God it was two times because three times, shame on you. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not that
2: great. No, you uh, know, and okay, I. He sucks. It, it, well, okay. exactly. He sucks. You know that. You're right. Um, <laughs> he sucks. Okay. <laughs> You know, like, Seriously. what kind of role model is that, right? To your kids. And, oh, I drank because of you. But a year later, when we were completely, you know, divorced, I got a DUI, but I drank because of yeah. you, you. So, know? That's, called, so whatever. Just, that's called
0: the shame game. Like, yeah. we can have a pity party and we can all get together and bitch invent. And that's called the shame game. So here's what I think about the shame game. Like, don't do that to yourself. Like, don't even, don't, you don't even need to make that part of the pity party where you call your girls and you just start like, that's called the shame game. Like he's trying to put his shit on you.
2: Yeah. I wrote a whole chapter in my book called Not Guilty. I'm all about owning my shit. I yeah, am not perfect. Me too. Perfect. Me too. You know, like I said, I could be once you realize what your shit is. <laughs> so, well, I realize what <laughs> my shit is. <laughs>
0: I'm you a know, little
2: slow, but when I get there, well, I'll own it. <laughs> it is. And you know, once you realize uh, you know, I I could be I'm very professional at work. Um I love my job. I take my career very seriously. I'm changing lives in men's health. Um, I take that to heart. And then when I have my kids or when I'm out with friends and family and having a good time, I can let loose and there's no issue with that. So, you know, it sounds I, like you're
0: doing it and just doing it right. All right, everybody, before we get back to the pity party, I'm still in Paris pounding the pavement on vacation with my family. You know, I packed pair or two of my Skechers, but I first want to just say a huge thank you to Skechers for supporting the Naked Mom podcast week after week. We've got a long time relationship and I truly appreciate your support. And I want to take a minute just to tell you guys which shoes I'm genuinely in love with, because if you saw my closet, it's full of every different kind, every shape and size for the whole family. But right now, the new Skechers delights are top of my list. I love all the colors. They're super stylish and fun, affordable. They even give you a little bit of height because there's a built-in lift and the memory foam is so comfortable that you don't even notice that it's in there they're roomy they're stylish I absolutely love them if you don't have a pair go out and get yourself some sketchers thank you now let's get back to doing what girls do best welcome back to the pity party everyone I'm curious about the lonely parts and the nights like last night and the nights for, you know, the time alone for people who are in it or going through it or considering it or it's necessary and they don't have the courage or the heart or they're just fighting for the family. Whatever anybody's deal is like where there's no judgment here. How are you dealing with the being a competent businesswoman, raising two children on your own, being self-sufficient, but also being alone?
2: You know, it's been good for me. So, four years, this is probably the first time I've been alone um, because I've been married and, you know, was with him. And then I had long term boyfriends before that, too, from college and high school. So, I think it's been good for me to really sit back and look inside myself and say, okay, what do I want in my next life? And what do I deserve? And um, I'm not going to settle for less. And, you know, believe me, I'm a magnet for married men. It, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, so we were
0: talking about this earlier. Yes. It, it <laughs> blows my mind because it's I'm going to do another podcast, by the way, called All the Single Ladies that I'm really excited about. And I think I'm going to invite you back, Ruth, yes. for All the Single Ladies because I want to talk about, like, what, it, what is it like out there? Yeah, and I have sucks. lots of different types of personalities. I, I, I have a very eclectic group of women, some of them who are just, like, happy to be single, happy to be out there, like, having their fun. Yeah. Some of them are devoted to their career. Some of them are single mom. Some of them are looking for love and want to get married can't for the life of them yeah. find a decent guy. Yes. Like wh- what is it like out there?
2: So I haven't really made any grand efforts yet. Um, but I will tell you, um, since, you know, I am independent, I'm kind of, um, dedicated and obsessed with my job. I mean, my whole, I live for like work. I'm, I've, and I've just dove in and I'm kind of, is that your escape? of that's my escape. I'm, I'm just really, I work every minute I can get. And it's good for me because if I wasn't working, I'm not sure I'd probably still be in fetal position out on my balcony, (laughs) you know? Totally. So, um, it's been good for me, but, um, I would love to be able to get the group of friends, like you were saying, that are single and find a way besides this online dating, you know, like maybe have, um, a vacation spot where single families go and take their kids, and we all have stuff in common, and you That's can meet. Yeah. So it's People. not always about the quest.
0: To find the other one, it's about finding happiness in your whatever your state is, and, yes. and and some some stability and being a competent woman and raising
2: your children on your own. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> or maybe you know men that are widowed, or you know just some. De- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's <laughs> not just a some bad I- good, That's know, not a, a bad, bad idea. idea. Yes. I mean, just that's not a bad idea
0: because what happens then when you find the guy whose wife fucked him over and then he's got all his issues too.
2: So he's bringing (laughs) to the table the same trust issues issues that you have.
0: And that's like a whole hot mess, right? Yes. Oh, I mean, geez. we're all going to have
2: issues at this age. I mean, everybody's got what yeah, they everyone say has the cobwebs something. in the freaking closet. Yes, the grass is always
0: greener on the other side until you hear shit Right, And you're like, oh, maybe <laughs> I need to just like take deep and work this out.
2: Go home to your husband or no. wife and say, oh, well, I'm so happy. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> yeah. What What are um, the weekends like with you and the kids? Are you like the full-time soccer mom?
2: Yeah. Well, not like sports. Cause you like a
0: 50, 50, right?
2: <laughs> yes. Um, but with that being said, since I have two, I've got both kids in travel sports and club teams. So we divide and conquer. There goes your
0: weekends. So I
2: have no free weekends and I'm totally into work. Um, and just, uh, I don't know, a workaholic, I guess. <laughs> Holy, moly. We have to talk about that a little bit because I think some people live to be the soccer mom.
0: And for sports, Stephanie's looking at me like, don't even go I'm there. i like, I do not. Can I just admit, I think I've, I've said this. I've been to one
1: Little League game Well, that's this year. because you have
0: a baby and, and your daughter's true. like a champion dancer. Because I'm scared of
1: all those crazy, crazy Malibu mothers. Oh, wow. The Malibu sports <laughs> oh moms. God. The Malibu
0: sports moms. <laughs> but there's another little <laughs> tidbit to, to the okay, story. There's a small tidbit. Stephanie's husband and, and my husband, David, coach
1: (laughs) (laughs) they're very popular
0: yeah they're not really very popular but they're very passionate they're very passionate and they're serious and they win and well they what they do win i think we're going to win the playoffs this week but they're also very intense yes and a lot of families yes can't really don't respond to that very well okay right we're trying to be very politically correct right here let's not be pc in this situation okay
1: well here's the deal (laughs) They expect a lot from themselves, their sons, and the children around them because they want them to strive to be great.
0: That's right. Not
1: the best, not better than everybody no, else, not into, like, but just babying, great.
0: Like you know,
1: listen, no, the
0: player. Maybe
1: if they were coaching legend, yes, and back when they were coaching and Shia three. and Kane, and Kane and Shia were three, yeah. there was nothing of that. But now they're, they're- hardcore. They're, yeah,
0: they're a little hardcore. It's but, very intense at the Malibu. Um, <laughs> but they're field. not. Listen, the listen league. to me when I
1: tell you, they are not the only ones. Yeah, I know for sure. They Is just, that why you don't come? Pretty much. <laughs> no, I don't come because I have the baby and I have danced. That's with right. her, though. But That's yes, right. I mean, and a little bit of that. I had to leave the game. <laughs>
0: I did before or after our husbands got kicked off the field. <laughs> um, right That's before a few times. Yes. You've heard, you've heard my other girlfriend is sitting here on the couch, by the way. She doesn't have her microphone. You've heard that? Oh,
1: that's yes, bad.
0: It's bad. You have much, really? Yes. Oh, geez. I got to have a little family meeting when we get home. It is true
1: though. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, listen, they're dedicated. I know my husband has coached every sport for my son and it's never been just about my son. It's because his father coached him and all his friends. Yeah. And he feels like it's something that he loves to do. And so, you know, there's many, many, many other dads who don't choose to do it. And they, he's a great
0: coach though. And well, you they know, also, tough they do there's something to be said about tough love. Yeah, he is, I mean, he is serious, but he, he teaches those boys values and the payoff and of hard what? work. And there's he gives 30 as much, kids
1: waiting to be on his team he, for every sport. He gives every, as much encouragement as
0: they, um, as they do criticism. So right. it's, it, 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 all evens out. They're right. great coaches. Yes. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> So I'm very impressed how politically correct we've been in the last hour, <laughs> but I think it's it's only fair to let people in on what we really, really bitch about. I mean, we've come full circle. We're sensible women. Like uh, life has been hard. We all have our issues. We know what we need to to do. We know where we, we we've arrived of where we where we need to. Be. But come on,
2: like so now's the time for the pity party. I mean, seriously, so let's, let's let it out now.
0: Seriously, I mean, you're so sane and stable, and like. Sensible, like uh, you, have, you have to see this woman yes. on a regular basis.
2: Yes, uh, I don't, like I can't bring her stay to events and like away. Like, like, yes, you do? and like, wh- what does that look like? Um, well, uh, to me, <laughs> I'm like, thank god these people are out of my life. No, I'm kidding. I actually I do say that, but um, you know. With my friends and stuff, like one of my other best friends stood up at one of the dinner places um, when this first went down. And she literally like stood on the bar stool and said, that whore down there, get her out of the restaurant. She'll screw everyone in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Like it was going to be a bar fight. So, you know, and here we are all, you know, professional working women um, taking care of our kids. But we definitely have a dark side all of us do. Of course we do. Um, you know, it's... It's um, it's nice to fantasize about it sometimes. I mean, isn't nice. that kind of free? Yeah. What's about that About the stuff that we
0: fantasize about that we wouldn't really do, but we... It's kind of fun to role play the possibility. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, like you know the bow and arrows. And what's that movie where Wait, they all live in the um? That don't, big po- don't okay. I will. Don't <laughs> shove the bow and arrow <laughs> under the rug. What is yeah. the bow and arrow? Uh, you know, it would just a nice target with the bow and arrow with the round target. You know, what what is that? The darts, darts and like she <laughs> being the target of the oh, bow. Yeah, yeah, that would be fantastic. But you
0: know, yeah. But how would? But yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I get <laughs> that. But how would we? Yeah.
2: yeah. So, uh, The perfect murder. I love my friends that I can go to for my pity party. We all have different things. And, um, y- you know, we all say we ca- we put, like, a game plan together all the yeah. time. And we can just be unfiltered. Um, my my friend does that. Her husband just cheated on her. And she has this—she's really smart. She has this horrific
0: plan of revenge that she needs because she's in so much pain. And sometimes I'll just have to listen to the strategy and the game plan. And I'll finally have to talk her off the ledge. I'm like, I'm not really going to let you spend any energy on this, but I totally get, let's figure it out. How are we going to do it?
1: Yeah.
2: Who are we going to plan?
1: Where are we going with this? Yes. But But I think it's cathartic to have that game plan. Totally. And I think it's cathartic to be able to, even with everything, even if it's like a crazy mom that is, you know, mean or has targeted your child, which a lot of us have been through like in, the in- conversation in your mind. Yeah. or like, really so like gonna- some, you've heard that someone said this or that, or made an excuse for your success, your child's success or whatever it is. I mean, we've all had something like that, you know, and it's like a good thing to have kind of a game plan. It's cathartic. You write it down, you throw it away. Or you, or you talk about it with it. No, a friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. Have, you know. Don't, you don't
0: write it in an email, though. Or a text. Because you
1: can accidentally
0: hit send. Or Facebook. How many of us have done oh. that? I've Ooh. never done that. How many moms, though, use use
1: Facebook, though? That's true. Right? I don't do that. I think it's, I'm like, up. so weird and crazy to, like, get out all your dirty laundry in a public <gasps> forum like that. But— I didn't have no. I like my pictures. Love are the like, Twitter
0: event, though. I gotta say, I, do I mean, I just post Twitter shit. My sometimes kids, that's good,
1: <laughs> and like happiness, and you know, I never. Well, I think whatever. that's
2: the facade of Facebook, though. You see all oh, these. Oh, I mean, my life is so not perfect. I don't. Ryan
1: has never been on my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> People are probably like, "Is she divorced? <laughs> no, she, it's it's not. She, even, it's even that? my kids. Why? <laughs> I don't know. We never take pictures together because one of us is always taking the picture. Exactly. Right? Plus, I'm not like a big gusher, so I'm not like. My husband is so amazing. <laughs> that you look I mean, at I love all him and he families. is, but like, listen, we've been together for almost 19 years. Like, fine. Has it been 19, 19 yeah. years. Well,
2: so you look at all these families and you're like, they're so all So you guys must be having great shit. sex for oh, 19 every, years. Every night. Sorry, mom. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Ryan. Lying.
1: Yes. Ryan's like, what? Wait, come home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, you just, you know, posting. I mean, you know, I'm, you know, you just, have that in your head. You have that game plan and then you can just throw it out or not. Or you can just mad dog the mean people. That's right. That's right.
0: I I do think though that when you have that circle of friends and you can have your pity party, you have that person that you can call and you can just let it all out. There's something about the freedom of processing that there's really something to be said about um, not holding in all of that, that, that toxic energy And keeping it to yourself because I think it does make you sick. I think it stresses you out. I think we internalize way too much. And I think that if you have even one person, I think you're lucky if you have one person who's not going to judge you where you can be honest and open and you can yell, scream, cry, bitch, insult, be inappropriate, (coughs) do anything and everything that you need to do just to let it out. Because I, 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 I really know that the worst version of yourself, the worst version of yourself is still lovable. Yes. Think about it. Yes. And we beat ourselves up Yeah. and we lay a lot of guilt on ourselves and we dissect everything and we try to figure out our role and what we did or what we didn't do and we hold ourselves accountable and what was our part in it and we take responsibility for other people. I heard a great line last night actually at this Breathworks class that I went to and he said, it was so amazing and I really needed to hear it. And, and, and he said, people are going to say shit. People are going to say things. People are going to think things. People are going to say things about you. Your ex, your kids at moments. Frat, people are going to say things about you. And it really doesn't matter what people think. It really only matters what we think yes. about ourselves. Exactly. So I think that's when compassion comes in and, yes. you know, self-care and, you know, that circle of people that you can count on and who you kind of assemble as your team so that you have a space where you can vent
1: yes, and you know who you're inviting to that pity party when you just need to unload. You know what else I think is really important and not, I'm not tooting my own horn, but something I've always done with my friends from kind of a young age is anytime they wanted to vent about their parents, their siblings, their children, their husbands, their boyfriends, I always say, I support you, but I support you no matter what. Mm. So I've said it to so many people, like you might hate your husband right now, but when you don't, I love him. I you know, I'm Mm, there for you. So you hate, you know, you're that friend. I am. I'm not, I'm not.
2: (laughs) <laughs> no, you, 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 or you even about another friend, friend though,
1: or about whatever. I say you feel this way now, and I get it. But the minute you don't, I support you. So you mm-hmm. go back, I support you. Even with the boyfriend, you don't like him right now, I support you. But if you go back, I love him. I love him. If you love him, or you know, your children are being shits right now. Older children, not like an eight-year-old, because well, they're all shits. But, yeah.
2: <laughs> but you know, at a certain but point, it's amazing. But that I always. Say that. But I,
1: I, I have this. Curse and gift, and I've talked about it with my friends that I cannot hold a grudge to save my life. And so for me, it's worked in my favor and it's also worked against me, but I can forget. If you forget, I forget. You know, it's like, I will love this person again. If you love them, I love them. And I see this is really interesting because I think in friendship, and I
0: think as women, because we like to, you know, we like to whine and we like to talk and gossip and blah, 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 we need an outlet that sometimes especially when your relationship might be in a challenging time, you feel like you may have shared too much and then there's shame.
1: A hundred percent. So someone like I you never hold it. That I'm can ne- say, yes. I get it.
0: I'm here for you. Tell me anything. Tell me everything. Tell me nothing. There's no judgment. And by the way, your opinion will probably change tomorrow. So
1: so will mine. And I'm, and I'm still down with because I compartmentalize when people are going through a hard time. And I've dealt with that too when I've wanted to talk about you know, relationship, friends, family, whatever, and then gone, oh, I went too far. This person is never going to forget, you know, that I just told them this and then they're not going to like this person or this family member whatever. And then I think, no, I, you, it's not how friendship works, you, have you have know, a you in a, a pity, that way. I mean, yeah, I think maybe that's why I've been someone that people have turned to many times mm-hmm. because I can literally- You're good for- Listen,
0: I'm always inviting you to my pity party. Uh. And and you know what my takeaway is, have a pity party, let it out. Don't hold it in. It's toxic. It'll make you sick. Find a circle of friends that yes. you can trust, vent, yes. scream, laugh, cry, drink. Just lay it all on the line. Oh, but don't hold you. it in because distress
1: causes disease and you that's have right. to let it out. And in a safe place where you know that the people around you will- understand and empathize and then let you be happy again too. Not feel sympathy or I sorry.
0: I want to yeah. make a toast to that. And yes. then I also want to, will you do me a favor? Okay. Yes. Will you do me a favor? Because a lot of people listening, and this is feedback that I've received at, 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 our, at our email address and social media feedback. People want to know, like, where are we? What does it look like? What's our vibe? What's happening? Will you take a little video. We're going to cheers, make a cheers to the pity party. Okay. And then I'm going to post it. This is my other girlfriend who's in the background because, you know, we're we're, we're in the cave. And we'll do it from over here. Don't worry. It's all good. And we're just going to, I, I want to like have, I want to have this moment so that, you know, we, we can let you guys in on what our whole vibe looks like. I want to wrap this up with a toast to all women and to us and to our pitter, p- to, <laughs> our <laughs> pitter party. One. To our pity party. And if you don't, if you have never had one, find one. Have make one. Make one. Have one. So I feel better. To us. Ready? One, two, three. Cheers. <laughs> Bye, everybody.